Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures and learn more at CBOE.com slash Powerful Outcomes VIX. U.S. stock index futures are higher as investors await data that may show hiring picked up pace last month. S&P E-mini futures are up three points. Dow E-mini futures up 35. NASDAQ E-mini futures up 14. The DAX in Germany is up 1%. Ten-year Treasury, little change, yield 1.83%. NYMEX crude oil up three-tenths percent or ten cents to 34.67 a barrel. COMEX gold is up six-tenths percent or seven dollars eighty cents to 12.66 an ounce. The euro, a dollar oh nine eight three. The yen, one thirteen point seven nine. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Oh, thank you, Karen. I thought Tom, you were uh, you all right over there? You're you're watching the uh, you're watching the uh, Lula headlines. Uh, we should note um, the Brazilian police del- detaining the former president of Brazil, Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva. Uh, part of their corruption probe and uh, headlines crossing the Bloomberg terminal point out that the Brazilian real has rallied sharply on the news. It was 2.8 percent higher, now 2.2 percent higher. So that is mm. something we will keep an eye on uh, throughout the morning. Um, see what the reaction is there. Robert Gordon is with us now. Nice enough to come all the way from Chicago, Northwestern University, to join us. His book, The Rise and Fall of American Growth, is my book of the year so far, and I think it's probably going to last throughout the year uh, as that because it is a terrific history of uh, American productivity and progress and how the period from about 1880 to 1940 was the most transformative perhaps in uh, America, in human history. Uh, we, we went from uh, living in un- very poorly heated, uh, unweathered, uh, dark houses uh, and using outhouses to in, uh, the modern life we live today and how that changed society and economics. Uh, it is uh, it is a fascinating book because it really lays out uh, what it takes to raise living standards. Well, we had a uh, enormous scope of human experience changed unalterably by the inventions that started in the late 19th century and continued into the 20th century. Um, and if you just think about the house, completely isolated in 1870, by 1940 connected five different ways to the outside with electricity, gas, telephone, running water, and waste disposal. That made an unalterable difference in the lives of not just the men who went off to go to work, but the women who stayed home and took care of things. Uh, back in the 1880s, women were uh, carrying literally tons of water per year into the house, and all that water had to be carried out of the house. Uh, just running water itself uh, was an amazing invention. We had electricity, the internal combustion engine, the conquest of infectious diseases, the conquest of infant mortality. In 1890, more than 20% of babies died within the first year of birth, and by 1950, that was down to 1%. Those are the kinds of changes that can only happen once. We went from a rural society with only 25% urban in the 1870 
to by 1970, we were 75% uh, urban. And we know that people in cities are much more productive than they are in the farm. Well, we only have a, a short time with you today, so let me jump ahead and ask you what you see from here on out. Uh, you're more pessimistic about productivity growth. Well, what I see is that uh, we had a second big wave of productivity growth, uh, the so-called dot-com era of the late 1990s and early 2000s, when all of the uh, inventions that changed the way America does business in offices uh, were unalterably uh, changed from the world of paper and typewriters and file cabinets to the world of flat screens, search engines, and the world that we know now. But that was all pretty much in place by 2005. What's the great puzzle is why productivity growth has been so slow over the last five to six mm-hmm. years, less than 1%, only about half a percent. And in my view, that's because we're pretty much doing things the way we did uh, 10 years ago. We have digested the real payoff of the computer for business productivity. I want to go back. I would I would rip up the script and do what Mike's doing, which is go forward. But Professor Gordon, it has been such an interesting and some would say distressing week for our American politics, whatever anybody's view on it. Thank God on page 211, you save the day. James McGregor Burns of Williams College in his Vineyard of Liberty stopped the world with his discussion of the day Adams and Jefferson died together, July 4th. Of 1826, you cite that same magisterial day for America. Where do we get back to that spirit, whether it was the founding fathers or the early industrial age of the 1820s? How do we get back to that versus what we've witnessed over the last four weeks? Well, I'm not going to talk about politics uh, except to say that I've heard uh, extravagant promises about achieving economic growth uh, through tax cuts that primarily are aimed at reducing the taxes of the wealthy. And I think what we should remember is that there is the top 1% in the United States that have been extremely fortunate to be the beneficiaries of the computer age. Um, and what we need is to find a way of balancing out our society instead of a few winners and a lot of people stagnating uh, suffering from the slow growth in productivity. Uh, we need to have uh, a way of uh, improving life uh, for the middle and the bottom. And I put my primary emphasis on preschool education. We have in our country an enormous vocabulary gap of people arriving in kindergarten when you compare the, the poverty population with the middle and the upper uh, income students. Um, and we need a concerted effort to join together as a country and try to yeah. uh, deal with the disadvantages that so many of our new children, our new next generation, are growing up with. Mike, one quick question. Uh, how much uh, – we just have uh, 30 seconds here, but how much does a pre- difference as a president make to the economy? Uh, I think the, the, uh, the difference can be very substantial if you have the president and the Congress in the same party. Therefore, I expect that if we have a Democratic president elected in 2016, we'll continue to have a stalemate. Right. I think if we have a Republican uh, with control of both houses of parliament, we'll see some major changes. Now, for many of us, they may be changes moving backwards. The repeal of Obamacare, leaving people without medical insurance, uh, tax cuts for the rich, as was practiced by George Bush, yeah. uh, without any achievement of economic growth, by the way. 
Robert Gordon, Northwestern University, The Rise and Fall of American Growth. Terrific book. I urge everyone to read it. Thanks for stopping by today. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Okay, thanks for having me. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by Flushing Bank. Open a complete business checking account with $15,000 or more and get a free 16-gig Wi-Fi tablet. Visit FlushingBank.com for details. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.